a people without knowledge of their history, origin, and culture is like a tree without its roots. Hi there, welcome to another exciting episode of our Timeline Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Egenti, and our topic for today will be on cultural properties. This is a conversation that has shaped civilization, it has sparked debate, and continues to be a bridge between the past, the present, and the future. From ancient artifacts to monumental structure, each piece tells a story of its own. And now in the present, it takes on a new significance because it's not just about preserving the past, it's about navigating the complexities of globalization. How does this all set the stage for the future? What does the future hold for these cultural properties? Well, we'll find out. As usual, I have my co-host with me to navigate this ship. Hi, Precious. How are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you, Jennifer. How are you? I'm doing very well. Very pretty. So are you. This is about to be a very exciting episode, right, Jennifer? Right. And speaking of exciting, you know, I was having this reflective uh, moment earlier. I was thinking about this stuff and I was like, have you ever had any moments where you felt so close to your culture? Like one outstanding moment in your mind about like where you related with your identity so well. Yeah, well yes i would say yes because i mean we had like a lot of stories about our culture about how we grew up about you know things that made up our culture and yeah. there were times where you just heard stories and they were like oh this was this us is, yeah you know? because i was i saw this picture of me i went to the museum and even though i can't really remember all that was said there because i was yeah. pretty young but i can still remember the, the pictures i saw because i even remember seeing like the car where they shot one of our president then and it was like this is really cool and that's like what cultural properties does because it helps us to relate to identity it helps us yeah. to remember things that happen i know cultural properties have to do with objects signs sites sculptures that helps that hold significance both traditionally culturally socially even like it just it means a lot to a lot of people yeah. to a nation to a community Yes, Jennifer. Cultural properties are anything at all that hold the significance to a particular people. This is something that, oh, you can see and attach it to a particular people. Maybe they just have some sort of meaning that they hold dear to their hearts and they, they can say, oh, this thing happened as a result of this or this thing happened as a result of this. These things can, like, they can be like anything, signs, buildings, anything at all that relates to a particular people. And I can't even lie, like, whenever I hear, like, culture, I don't yeah. know, maybe it's because of I've not even really been to a lot of places, but mm-hmm. when I hear culture, like, I always think Africa. Africa, Africa. right? It's like, oh, are the only ones that have this culture. But, like, when I was reading up on this, I saw that a lot of people have They're different diverse, things that yeah. means that, like, there are so many, exactly, diverse cultures everywhere. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that even the genes that we're wearing is somebody's culture. culture because course. we say English, where English is what? England. Exactly, like, yeah. So, you see, like, even in Canada, they have, like, the Quebec Park. There are a lot of places, the Stonehenge Island in England. Yes, yeah, so many then, sites. Yeah, even in Nigeria, now we have, like, the Osho Oshobo Sacred Grove, yeah. which is, like, I think I was watching, like, a documentary where they were doing this, um, festival in so the, in the sacred grove is like a kind of a forest where they um they do the spiritual goddess Oshun resides there so yeah. they go there like annually to celebrate her huh. and you know it, it links them to their tradition a lot of people travel down for it like i was That's seeing true. a lot of pictures like people were on their different attires exactly and they were even like a lot of rituals going on there and it looked so like nice like it was so nice that people actually come back for this type of thing and then you even see like this cool cultural landscape yeah. this is like when i was looking at the pictures like how do people even do this like it was built on rocks like it was terrace like rocks they just yeah it's just packing rocks and it's like this place they said oh this place was like used for like it, it's known to the people of adamawa like and it's close to the cameroon border and it's like these places are like places that you can be passing maybe when you're traveling and you look at them like what's this what beautiful yeah, place yeah. and it's even the first um Africa's site to be recognized by the World Heritage, the UNESCO, UNESCO World Heritage Center. It's like, this is really cool that we're actually seeing all these things like happening, like all these places. And then these are sites. Sites are yeah. like places, the ones that cannot be moved. 
they are there. Speaking of sites, I mean, when I, I think I saw it, I saw a picture about the uh, the Sukuru, uh, what's it called? And then you could like see the stones that they yeah. got. And it just makes me wonder, how long would it have taken for them to have, cap, like for them to take, for them to construct, construct something some, like, like that? Like solid. Do you get because that? Exactly. Because it's over 400 years. And, and like, they're like those stones, there. yeah. And people, you know, at that time, like maybe now that we have internet, a lot of people don't really have time to tap into their creative True. side. So then they had nothing to do. Probably they were just stacking up stones. They didn't have enough to work yeah, with. Exactly. And now it ends up being something that people revere a lot yeah. here. And these are like for the side, so that cannot be moved. moved you get. Yeah. What about like artifacts now that actually you can that you can move them? These yeah. are artifacts that you can actually take from one place to another. To another have. Yeah. We have the Benin bronzes, for example. Yes. Now these Benin bronzes, <laughs> people like when I when I was seeing bronzes, bronzes. I, I expected to see like bronze. Maybe yeah. because I've always seen diamond, gold, bronze. bronze yeah, but then they're actually a lot. They're a lot. Over five thousand of them, and they are made out of brass, bronze, ivory sculptures. They were yeah. used to you know to adorn the palace as then the shrines they were used to revere the kings maybe if you're a good king even if you're bad they would yeah. make a bronze image of you or a brass image of you and then like these things were there people were using it so actually when they come to the palace the palace looking beautiful even when i watch movies i see this whole like sculptures there and then it was now stolen from us. It was looted in 1897 by the British people. Before you speak about how it was stolen, <clears throat> you know that in, I don't know if you know, but in Edo State, the palace, especially in Benin, the palace, yeah. the palace, in fact, if you go to the palace or maybe you're just passing by the palace, there's this aura. Okay. You know that this place is a kind of place that you cannot just do anyhow there. Do you get yeah. So like for these things, I can already imagine these artifacts, these sculptures being there because... The, the kings, like, it is just taking them back to their past that, oh, yeah. this person reigned. You might not even have been there when the person reigned or something, but because it's, it's a different thing when you're just hearing. But then now you can hear seen. and you can see at the same time. Because it's, like just, it's like, just beautiful. Now, I think in, in this present time is yeah. what we see as maybe portraits, maybe when a president... Oh, yeah, just take a, they picture. take a picture. But, but then, then it's different, to, yeah, to carve The best it. type of material, they carve out the face of whomever they want to remember. It could even be officials that went to war exactly. and became unsuccessful. And it can stand the test of time. Yeah. And then it was now looted because of, um, you know, the colonization at that point. They wanted yeah. to, they made the Oba as a then sign a treaty where they can do um, trade. And when I'm speaking about trade, I'm not even talking about trying to buy food or vegetables. We're talking about people. Human beings. And even these artifacts too. But then the Oba refused. And because of that, they sent in people to, like, they, they sent in people to... To threaten to, him yeah, or something. To threaten. Yeah. And everything they looted out over 3,000 of our of our artifacts Sucks. and I can be found in different museums. Countries. Like, why is, why are they doing such thing? Like, why are they going going around taking things? If you want to have a conversation with somebody, you can deal without violence. Come and talk <laughs> well, to Well, they were in the colonial period that time so they felt like they were, you know, like our gods. Yeah. So they felt like they could just take anything, whatever. But then I feel like it was very, very commendable of the Oba in that time to actually stand, stand his, ground. his ground. Because... It, it, it would have been possible that they just told him, oh, we are just coming to collect something. And he's like, okay, no problem, since you are a god. But then I feel like it's very, very commendable because that he, I, I he feel stood like his he ground. Knew that it will not mean anything to them because exactly. why are you going for something that... At least the robbers are stealing money. They know they want to use the money and do something. But this one, you don't even know the... That's the reason why I said... Of this, exactly, this that's the reason why I said it's different when you are just hearing. But this one, like, they, the 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 upper then probably, like, felt... You know, in, in, in Benin, they actually, like, do a lot of rituals where they have to, like, probably invoke the spirit of the past king. Yeah. To, like, make you... So, like, they have a special connection. So, even the people that have already stolen this thing, you just know that, oh, this thing is about this. But then it just feels like... 
something very meager, right? So, yeah. I mean, why would they want to steal it? Do you understand? Yeah. Speaking of rituals, we have the Erebeji sculpture. The Erebeji sculpture is a wooden carving of a male and female figure once used by the Yoruba. Apart from the Bini people, where, you know, normally when you say I'm from Edo State, they'll say Edo Winch, Bini yeah, Winch, yeah, and all yeah. of that. But Yorubans also have, like, they also have their own rituals and Do-do. gods, yes, <laughs> that they also revere a, a lot. Yes. So, this Erebeji sculpture, this particular sculpture can be out of the books now, right? I saw a lot of pictures and when you hear Ere Ibeji, Ibeji in Yoruba means twins. Yeah. So you just feel like, oh, boy and girl, or maybe girl and girl, like being twins now. But this particular sculpture is just to revere the spiritual gods. They call them Yawa, you get. Yeah. So um, twins were, they, you know that normally in Yoruba land, they revere twins. Yeah. As a matter Taiwan of fact, exactly, Taiwan Ken, they, they revere twins a whole lot. Like they take twins like gold. And then in the olden days, I think that was in the 18th, in the 18th century rather, they, they, there was a high level of death among children. Yes. So at a, in a, in a situation where, let me say, mother gives birth to twins and then one dies and the other one is still alive. They make this sculpture to kind of like tell the spiritual mother, please take care of the one that has gone. Yeah. Do you understand? So at least maybe send another one for us or something. So they just they just sculpt this thing. And this particular this particular sculpture is not done by anybody, at least in the olden days. It wasn't just done by anybody. Yeah. This when let me say you lose your child or something, and then they actually take you to a divine cover. That's the reason why I say these people have like special connection to this thing because not anybody can just wake up and say and that they want to carve something. Do you, yeah. you understand? They have to like have a special divination, a special spirit that connects them to, to the mothers. Do you understand? Yeah. So they just carve these things and then the, the mothers of the diseased children have to like bathe the kids, like bathe the kids like their own so that the spiritual mothers can know that, oh, this is how you are supposed to, like, this is how you would have taken care of oh, your child. Mm-hmm. And then you just believe that, oh, this child that is already dead would have been taken care of by me. According to research, it has shown that families, particularly grieving mothers, take comfort in the belief that a spiritual mother is caring for and guarding for the departed child. Like I said earlier, they just believe that this mother is the one that oversees everything, like literally everything that goes on in the Yoruba kingdom. So they believe that if she can take care of the spiritual, the dead children, I mean, that means she can take care of the one that is alive and take care of the mother herself. I feel like that is just like very, very brilliant if you ask me. Because how would they have like so much faith in... The, in this particular thing, yeah. yeah. But you know, if the funny thing is when somebody hears that now, they're like, that's like so scary because why yes. are you having something of a dead person? But why? It actually means well, a lot you know, it happens them. now. Yes, it's just that, now. Because now if a woman is like having a um, miscarriage or maybe yeah. she just has this like attachment to a child and the child dies, they give them like a live doll. Doll, yeah. Where they bait this, they bait Take care of them like to, their own child. So like now, but when people hear, oh, this was happening in the social and so era. Yes, like, Westernization ah, has, has almost, killed them. Exactly. Westernization then, has almost killed our culture. You know, the fact that artifacts too were not also just in Nigeria. Yeah. Like in Ghana, for example, they had the um, Ashantis too. The golden stool of the Ashanti kingdom, sorry. And it's like, this. if you hear these stories, it's like, why? First of all, like, the stories are always so crazy because they were like, okay, the chief founder and the king as are then this yeah. stool dropped from the sky. And it's like, this is where the king is supposed to sit down. Nobody touches this stool. Still. 
nobody touches the stool. Yeah, it was stolen. Like you don't even know what. But how though? But like, what if something would have happened to them if they had because t- if they had touched it or the something? Because was like a source of power for them. For they the fought king. wars with it and they were very successful. And then when the British people found out that this is what it was their source of strength, they said to take it. And it led to the war of the golden stool. Like people fought. Like they stood their ground for it. And because of that, they even had, at some point the British people returned it to them, but as a form of reconciliation because they were very like impressed with their resilience. They yeah. said, taking this thing from us. But a lot of people died, even though they still took it, but still a lot of people died. They showed that this thing, like, oh, we're not leaving this too for you because you guys don't even know the importance. You guys don't exactly. even know, like, the, the, um, the governors at them wanted to sit down on it and they were like, no, we cannot allow you to sit down on it. Even though you people are, like, literally the one colonizing us, but yeah. you, you don't understand, like, you've taken everything, but leave this one for us. And still, that is, like, actually very, very commendable. Yeah, like, they actually stood their ground because yeah. they, are, they are, like, a lot of artifacts in Britain, in a lot of countries that belongs to Africa, that belongs to Nigeria. But then, their excuse, in quotes, is that Nigerians Na- do not have yeah, good, yeah, yeah. good museums to take care of these things. Nigeria do not have good facilities to take care of these things. And then they feel like they are the best people that can take care of True, they have, like, the facilities, but then it's not yours. Yeah, but someone even said, like, it's better for my car to be parked in front of my house spoiling. Do you get that? True, that's in another like, place. Exactly. Thank you. We know you, you feel you can take care of it, but we can we, we want to have it in our another kingdom. Another thing is, there are actually palaces, right? Because yeah. most of these things belong to like kings or bar and all of these things. So like, they can keep it in the palaces yeah. as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do understand. We even have the um, Elgin marbles. This one is even in Greece. And apparently like, this was, is, is among the crown jewels now of the um, British kingdom, and they're yeah. still asking for it because this most of all these artifacts that are being moved, most of these artifacts that are being taken from these people, it's like they're not even using it. The people that own the people that own it yeah. know the significance of it properly, and then you're taking it to another place Just and using it for museum. aesthetic purposes yeah. to put it in museums. You feel like if they remove it, like or some of them are even claiming, oh, this thing was given to us for free, like we want it free yeah. and free. You want it free and free? Okay, thank you. We want it back. Exactly. Give it back to me. Exactly. I mean, I, I wonder why you stole it, right? Yeah. Or maybe you got it, or maybe it was auctioned because there were a lot of artifacts that were auctioned in the 1987. Yeah. But then you, you got it for a price. And you just know, collect you don't get proof. <laughs> Actually, no evidence, no evidence. <laughs> yeah. But like, actually, just returning maybe for that same price or maybe even higher because there are a lot of countries that are willing to pay. Yeah. But then they're like, no, we want it in our museums because of the economic benefits that it gives to them. Yeah. I honestly wonder why. Speaking of the other artifacts that we have in other countries, we have the Rosetta Stone. The Rosetta Stone is a steel of granodiorite inscribed with three versions of a decree issued in Memphis, Egypt, in 196 BC. First off, out of the books, right? Mm-hmm. This particular decree was... It was written by one of their kings in the in, in the very in, in a very very old time. Yeah. And at that point, a lot of them could not read. Like they couldn't read in the Egypt in the Egyptian language. And then this decree is like a three. I would call it a three paragraph, but it's not a three paragraph um, decree. It's not like a three paragraph script speech. Rather, this is just like a message to the people for the future. Right, it's just telling them, oh, this is more or less like a pathway, like a guide, you know, for the future. And then yeah. they were actually looking for people that were going to help them transcribe it, only for a world to break up. And then <laughs> they see that they cannot see their, <laughs> do you understand? Like, they yeah. cannot find their something again. Something that they were like struggling. Do you get struggling yeah. to get it transcribed? Tr- transcribe. Exactly, like because they were like to. exactly like they were so interested in this thing because it was a king, and the king, according to what I read, articles articles have shown that he was like a very very good king. So imagine somebody that you really like writing a story or writing a letter to that you, you don't in understand a, exactly in a language that you do not understand. You're looking for him and saying that somebody just come and steal this from you. Explain, but anyway, explain to me. Yeah, but we're going on a break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about other artifacts and then you know why it needs to be protected because most of most of all these artifacts are not even in the country where they right even now. originated from. So when we come back, we'll discuss that. 
Welcome back. If you are just joining us, we're discussing cultural properties that are indigenous to different cultures, different people, and what it means to them. Exactly. I was talking about the Rosetta Stone of the Egypt people. Well, it says that the stone was carved during the Hellenistic period and is believed to have been displayed within a temple at Sias. It was probably moved in the 13th to 16th century because it was found near the town of Rashid okay. in now uh, Delta. It said it was found there in July 1799 by French officers. This happened during the war. There was a war that happened in a period and then, you know, I said <clears throat> if like there's a war, maybe unrest. People don't exactly care about it's not like they don't care but at that po at that moment they're they just trying to save their lives. lives exactly yeah. so they hid it at a particular place and then the french people found it and you know the they're was, like please did they find it in france no it was found in the place exactly. and they it. but they were they were at war <laughs> you know and then they wanted to like actually defeat them yeah and then they're like please oh this one means a, a lot was it like this particular one they were begging and even till now they're still begging that oh please they return it for us and then that's how they, they took it and right now is at the british museum so yeah <laughs> speaking of um so many artifacts that, that have also been you know taken to other countries we have the ife head this one obviously when you hear ife you know that this is yoruba, yoruba people. people this particular ife head belongs to the yoruba people of ile ife nigeria it is also called the ife bronze head but they are actually made from copper alloy i, I honestly wonder why they just call them bronze but i feel like it is because this thing were actually like you know very important yeah and you know them you know how gold exactly like exactly so yeah they said it is believed to be the portrait of a king the king obalufon alaye mori these heads are done in honor of kings but then they said when they were excavating some sites they saw that they were also artifacts that were done in honor of animals yeah right you know that i said i said in the before we went on break that yoruba people are known for rituals a lot of rituals right so if let me say for instance they do a ritual and it was successful or maybe you know how they do rituals for rain to fall yeah. or for the sun to shine and then they use a particular animal maybe a bird or something and then it actually went up to the gods in yeah. a good way and then rain fell they can just carve the bird and then you know put it in the palace as part thank you for bringing yeah. the rain and then they also carved the um the faces portraits in quotes yeah. of kings of hunters people that went to war and fought warriors anybody at all that they, that, that they felt like was important to their society at that time and i feel like this thing here it is actually you know now nowadays anybody can just take a portrait and just you know frame, frame it and it. all of that but now it is showing that at that at that time it was showing that these people are like important these people are the ones that are supposed to be respected because then there were no cameras or there were no apart from the crowns and most of these kings were but what about the hunters, the hunters what about the warriors it will just war. show that this person has already made like a very very big sacrifice for this society so this person needs to be revered yeah, yeah. and you know this um if uh, um, head, I think they also call it the Fe Terracotta. Yeah, it also reminds me of the Knock Terracotta head. But you know the difference because I was looking at the picture, I was like, do we really look like this? Like, do we really look at look like these things? I'm like, yeah. I, I can find on the internet, and it's like this Knock Terracotta. They are known for the um, known. They are related to the people of the Knock people of the Plateau State, and the it has a distinctive style of ancient Nigerian pottery, specifically ceramic figurines, sculptures, and other artifacts. Now this Knock, it was discovered like. Is like I think it's one of our oldest artifacts. It's yeah. even older than the Benin bronzes. Like it dates back to fifteen hundred BC to two hundred. And this is like these things now. Like they carve them. Like you look at it. Like people actually took their time to carve these things. Even though you know I don't look like that though. But like it was still like people they carve these things to yeah. remember people, their um, yeah. people. And now it's like we can now find them in British museums. They were smuggled out of of um you know stolen and smuggled out Hogwarts, of Nigeria yeah. and taken to different museums. To so people that don't even know, they probably all look at them like, "Ah, who is this funny looking person?" But exactly. the people that own it is like 
it means a lot this, to this them. Something yeah. that means a lot to them. And this is like why um you know this is not the fact that most of all these our artifacts, most of all these um, properties are being found in different places, not just Nigerians, like yeah. different countries, countries are thinking like oh we want this. We want it, it means back. like this is actually needs to be protected because yeah. if if it goes on like this, it means that at the end of the day, people will have nothing to show for their culture. Exactly. They only be saying, oh, you know, come we to Edo State, we have this, but, you know, if you want to see it, go to London. Oh, imagine here, exactly, imagine hearing something like, oh, come to Britain and then yeah. you see yeah, an artifact that belongs to the pe- Edo people of Nigeria. I yeah, mean. Because even I was reading something where the woman was like, she when her father was telling her the story like she said she had never been to any museum she stays in britain and she yeah. was like she had never been to any museum there because it's like her father was telling her the story of how it was looted and like she was crying but what, what does it mean that she has to now go and to see another country in another country yeah. yes and like this thing needs to be protected cultural property protection needs to be enforced it's like is this effort and is, is the efforts put by different um agencies through laws and through treaties to make sure that these properties are, are being protected, protected yes and it goes a long way in actually enforcing like diplomacy because now a lot of countries are having issues over this thing give us back our stuff give us back our stuff exactly. but when there's like a protection on this there's already a rule by that okay you should not actually touch this people should give back the ones that have been taken it reminds me of the iraq people that were even saying that you know i told you that the british were saying oh you people don't have enough at the uh, infrastructure rather yeah. to take care of these artifacts right the iraq people are saying don't worry we will build Ooh, our museum exactly. and we will take care of it if that would if that is all it would take to bring back our yeah. artifacts back and i think they have returned they have returned about three yeah yes they have and they then, have returned the stone the stone of um what's it called the greek stone yeah, yeah. They've, they've returned it yes they returned and one. like these things like these um cultural properties like they actually like the for example now the benin bronzes the nigerian government have received um 31 looted Benin bronzes from US. Oh. 29 artifacts were returned by the Smithsonian National Museum of African Art, while one was recovered from the National Gallery of Afghanistan, and then the other was from the Rhode Island. It's like, this protection, this um, property protection now is actually making a lot of countries like stop because to, yeah. everybody's actually standing up. up. They're trying, yeah. oh, we want our properties back. You guys don't. Thank you for keeping it for us. Thank you for taking it legally you know from us exactly but still, like, we want it but if it was if you feel like you it's actually there like it should not be a big deal to return to return it, to it. Exactly. If you feel like they don't have the right it's that they're cross to carry like if they feel like they will build their museums and they will put it now just like, yeah, like just are actually it. bring them um, they're building a very big museum and i like the fact that like everybody's like sitting up right now yeah like, everybody wants their artifacts back this is very nice he also said that um, they are in the process of receiving repatriated artifacts from the Netherlands, the University of Aberdeen in Scotland. That people are like trying to because Speaking now up, yeah. there's fire. Like people are trying to get their stuff back. Speaking of the Netherlands, this reminds me of the of the Ife head that was returned in 2020 as well. They said that a lot of like a lot of top people in Nigeria, like the Nigerian government, actually spoke up yeah. for this thing, and then he has been returned in 2020. They said that the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Mr. Geoffrey Onyama. The Minister of Information and Culture, Aladi yeah. Lai Mohamed, and the Ambassador of the Kingdom of Netherlands to Nigeria, Mr. Harry Dan Vick, were involved in the repatriation of the terracotta. And now we have it back. Do you get like, and yeah. now we have it back, and then everybody is happy. Yeah. This is how it should actually be. Because just return it. Yeah. Right? And then they even made, I think they made a, a an oath, something like that. And then they said that they were, you know, trying to make all these things come back. And they were trying to like put things in place to make sure that these artifacts are taken back to where they originally belong. Because I mean, it honestly doesn't make sense to me that I'm looking for an artifact that belongs to my culture, and then I have to like travel to yeah. another country to go and see it. I mean, I know that like this countries, it's not like 
it's just peculiar to a particular like continent. Like maybe yeah. it's only Africa that have cultural properties. So other mm-hmm. countries don't see the importance of having your own cultural property. Everybody have their own cultural properties yeah. in their own different country. Even the Britain people, they also have their own. So it's like, you understand how important it is to you. To them. So why don't you recognize the fact that it's also important to, to the owners? People, yeah. yeah. But at least, thank God people are actually now um, Speaking of- clamoring for it to be returned. Yeah. Germany returned, um, you know, 22 artifacts looted in the 19th century back to Nigeria. And you know, the funny thing, they are returning this Benin bronze because I think the Benin bronzes are too much. Like, they were plenty. Plenty. And they were looted. They were sold in private auctions. They are yes. in different museums. And they also made a deal earlier this year to transfer ownership of more than a thousand of these precious objects. Yeah, with a uh, thousand, you get space. So, honestly, don't you have yours to look for? Honestly, like, right? Because at least, shall thank God they are returning this. Shall we are really grateful to them that they are trying to return this True. because in in that way, like people can actually like understand that this thing is really important. Exactly, like really, they mean a lot. Yeah. Speaking of how it means a lot to a lot of people, the Egyptian green coffin has also been repatriated. Yeah. They said that. Ha. This at first when I read that the Egyptian green coffin. When you hear coffin, really, like I'm just asking honestly because it's not dead body that is inside. Why do they need it? But then when I saw pictures, it is just like the sculpture of a dead king inside. And then why do you like need Pharaoh. it? Why do you need it? I'm sorry. I'm sure, nah, like, they want to show people that this is, you know, from another country. But like, it can also still be in the country because before these things were actually returned, it's not be something they do. As do it. you understand? There'll be a lot of, like, meeting. There'll be a lot of back and forth. Exactly. They have to, like, sign a lot of documents and all of that just for my own You're surprised thing. about coffin. How about Patrice Lumumba? This is a name synonymous with the Democratic Republic of Congo. Yes, I was about and to say that. this person now, like, he helped them fight for their, yeah. um, this, their independence and then he was assassinated. And then when in the process of moving his body, they, they stole his gold. The Belgian, a, a Belgian policeman stole his tooth. You know, even rest for cops. You <laughs> carry it, Joy. Help me. Say, and you know, these people have been trying, like they've been trying to get it. And you know, luckily after 61 years, Belgian authorities finally returned, returned the gold it. to these people. The thing is, that the only reason why I wasn't really surprised about the gold tooth here is yeah. because I heard that in the in the olden days, especially in Egypt, like countries like Egypt, Iraq, and all of that, when they bury kings or like prestigious people they actually go and dig their dead bodies to take you know they know that they bury they bury these yeah. things with like gold and, and all of everything. this stuff so like they actually dig and then they saw a gold what this one did not dig they were moving the body hey but please they saw they a gold teeth it's gold <laughs> <laughs> it's gold and you know like even other people like they, they have been returns but then yeah. people are even making promises like last year the french president gave a formal apology for the theft of african artifacts in the colonial era thank you for the apology but return it though exactly. and demanded that all Af- african artifacts in france should, should be returned, returned to their yeah. rights to place because if you enter museums now like if you if, when i'm seeing pictures of like these museums it's like you are seeing like things that don't even belong you know like them. upon reading about like this topic yeah. i was watching this movie and next thing he'll have this thing on his table and the girl that I invited was like oh what's this she was like oh it's an artifact from india sitting on what your table doing there and probably people are looking for it for it's exactly just using to, for aesthetic purposes i feel like house. even it's a very it's a very very good yeah one for for the man to have said i said that at least they will try to return these artifacts that have in other countries as a matter of fact but then they're starting from france because yes we need like the artifacts to be returned but yeah. at least if, if one person is returning other countries will like probably feel pressured because african artifacts are scattered like yeah. scattered everywhere because right. if you see even one of um, the two Benin brands that were returned to um, Edo State, yeah. it was like one of the persons that facilitated in, in returning is, is the grandson of one of the person that looted it. That's Wutherstone. The person that looted it was him and other people. But his yeah. name is Wutherstone. And then his grandson saw it and was like, 
this feels like because there was already like a lot of publicity going yeah. on and i was like this feels like something that people are looking for and he reached out to them and was like this thing is my house it was like a horn oh. and he helped he he not even said okay when he followed them to return it apparently the uh, state governor now says give him, him um the upper of the like gave him a something like gave him like a um a leopard start, um sculpture. sculpture and it was like he was horrified like i'm trying to return yes, one that story and then you're giving me another, another one. one maybe later now they will say that they stole yeah. it or something so it's, this is another thing so that it's like this thing like people actually even the people like when you see these things happening like if that's why like the importance of this show because now you're like getting informed about different yeah. artifacts available and you can recognize it when you see it exactly. you like oh this is something that this thing looks like it should be you read up on it that okay this is something that people need to actually know about that is not in my country and then this yeah. way it even sticks because it's different when you're just hearing something and then when you can actually hear and see it you can yeah. identify that oh this one belongs to my culture this one happened when this happened yeah so i feel like it's a very very good one. and it's actually really important because people now are like there are different laws you know in place yes, in people place. are bringing laws people are forming agencies we have like the ncmm this like the national commission for museums <clears throat> and monuments act we have unesco conventions we have international treaties but yes. you know for lack of time we can't really go more and uh, deep into these laws which is why you guys have to tune into our next episode because we'll be discussing that yes, there. Please. but for now like you just need to understand that these cultural properties they make us who we are yeah get culture is our, <clears throat> is our way of life is our identity and it's something that you need to re- really like relate to because you're trying to be another like trying to associate yourself with another person's culture is like culture just gets yeah. forgotten actually and, and these people like they probably even have your stuff people you're trying to be have your stuff in their museum exactly and they probably even adore <laughs> yeah exactly they probably so, even adore it yeah so you guys need to actually get in tune with this you guys need to you know read up on stuff you guys need to like take proper cognizance of the fact that these things are important to you they, they're important yeah. to somebody because people do not just wake up and decide that this is what i want to just create exactly they even if you feel like people. oh they're just the pictures bosses. the pictures you take on your phones are ways you're trying to remember, remember it, yeah create memories, memories. It's the same way these things too i said apart from memories also help you like find a link that this is our yeah. somebody that like this is something for us it also helps to preserve the culture as well exactly and in our next episode we'll be discussing laws that have been put in place and also agencies that have come together to, you know to aid repatriation of these artifacts yeah. don't forget to follow us on our social media platform at healed network keep the conversation going respectfully, respectfully in the comment section yeah i'm your host jennifer egenty and i am precious jacob i will be seeing you soon <laughs>